Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Central Youth Podcast. We exist to help students find and follow Jesus. Today you're listening to a message from our weekly Tuesday night gathering. We pray that it encourages your heart, and we hope that you enjoy the message. What up, everybody? Today is going to be a good day. Um, I, I'm going to jump right into the teaching for you guys. Is that all right with you? Um, if you've joined us here in person, uh, every time during our prayer and worship service, we do three prayers. And so the first one is a prayer of thanks. The second one is a prayer for our nation. could be anything, teachers, uh, our political leaders. It could be the school system, whatever you might think of. And then the last thing we do is we pray for our one friend. Uh, here at Central, we have a one friend focus. And so that means you don't have to reach a million people, uh, but you can be a part of the Great Commission by just reaching one friend, right? And so the one I want to stick on is our first one is a prayer of thanks. Clearly, we are in a season of thankfulness, right? And what I want to address is that it's not just in this season that we are to be thankful. We are supposed to be thankful in all things, right? In all areas. And so today's going to be kind of more like a conversation, more of a thought process rather than a sermon and, and all those things that we would normally do. And so today we're going to talk about thankfulness. So the story that I want to look at today is found in Luke chapter 17. It's verses 11 through 19, so if you guys can head over there with me. And so it's Jesus, he heals the ten men with leprosy. So we're going to read that story, and it says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When they saw him, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God. In a loud voice, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. I love this story because we can, we can think of a, a lot of things in the midst of this, right? When you think of this story, you have to understand this whole leprosy thing, okay? A lot of times back then, leprosy was probably one of the worst diseases you can get. It's one of those things people rejected you for, they called you bad things. There was no hope. They, they basically said, look, you are done for, and there's nothing we can do, so you cannot enter into clean places. You can't do a lot of things that you should be doing. And basically, people looked at them funny, and it was all for something they had no control over. How many of you guys ever had that experience? Um, whether it's like a wart on you or something that you can't fully control. And people say some pretty harmful things, right? You could just imagine being these guys and what people would say to them. And so I love this story because in the midst of all that's going on, these guys come forward and say, Master, have pity on us. And Jesus, what he does is he says, go show yourselves to the priest. And it's a super interesting statement to make. 
Uh, but what we have to understand is in those days, the only way to be considered healed or to be deemed healed was to go and go to those priests, and they would kind of kind of go over a checklist kind of thing in a way and basically make the statement claim that that person had been healed. And so Jesus sends them along the way, and he doesn't do anything else, right? But it says, as they went, they were cleansed. And so in order for a miracle to happen, these men had to start walking. And I believe that in the midst of this, the first thing that is drawing them into their destiny, into being cleansed, into being healed, is a posture of faith, a heart of faith. And they started walking in faith before their circumstance had even changed. And I wonder what we ought to do, you know. We can't wait until the problems are over to start walking in faith. We can't put conditions on a holy God. We can't say, Lord, as soon as there's enough money, uh, I'll start giving. We, we, can't, we can't pray, Lord, if you just solve this issue in my, in my family, I'll start to go to church. We can't put conditions on God. And I, I know we can argue testing him and all those things that we see in Scripture. And, but, but the reality is a lot of times in order for that thing to occur, faith is what starts it. And God places a demand of faith on us before anything can change at all. And so I think that one of the things that we have to do as a community, as, as central youth, is to be thankful even in difficult circumstances. And I think that that's what makes this man so different is even going to a place of being healed, faith is what starts it. Faith, that's what sparks it. And then he comes to Jesus and he, and he thanks him at his feet, right? And the results of that is, is, is walking in faith before the circumstance even changed. So faith is uh, one of the things that we have to really understand, really grasp in order to be thankful in these circumstances. And it even starts before our circumstances change. And the second thing uh, that I believe for us is that we need to be thankful in the work of God's goodness. You see, in the Bible it says in James 1.17 that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. There's so many things going on. There's so many things that we can actually miss out on. And one of the things that I've started doing, um, and, it, and it's really brought joy to my heart, and I just want to share this with you. Uh, a good friend of mine actually told me that I should be doing this, these, these certain kind of prayers, and it just allows me to really think. And so one of the things that I do when I go home after youth group or, or after church or, or any time I'm heading home, honestly, is, this is something what I've been doing. I've been thanking God for every single part of the day. In the morning, God, thank you for, for meeting me in my quiet time. Thank you for allowing me to have that, that lunch with, with uh, one of my students or one of my volunteers. Thank you for fellowship, God. Thank you for allowing us to get to one, know one another, to be in a family that I don't have to be alone. Thank you that you provide people, you bring people to, to come and serve and, and be here for the students. And I just keep going down the list. Thank you for a room to meet in. Thank you, God, that we don't have to hide, that we don't, we don't have to pretend that, that, that this is just something else. But it's an experience for people to come and, and encounter your goodness. 
And I start going through all these lists of things because everything is a good and perfect gift from above. You see, we can't be thankful until we understand our need for God. And, and that reality is that the, the, the word instructs us to do that. He tells us what to do. He gives us hope. He gives us glory. And we should be thankful for that, that we don't have to do this all alone. You see, we can't be thankful until we understand who it's from. Can you imagine just uh, receiving a gift every week? Sure, it'd be cool. It'd be an awesome, uh, every, every morning you wake up and there's a new gift at your door. And you, you would probably be somewhat thankful. But when you found out that that gift was from someone that you really care about, someone that, 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 that went out of their way to do something for you, your heart starts to turn and you start to realize, man, I'm thankful for Jonathan. I'm thankful that he comes here every week to help set up. I'm thankful that he gave me this gift because he thought of it. And every gift that we get on earth is from God. He thought about us before we were knitted in our mother's womb. He, he gave us every single thing that we desire. And he's not done. He still has good gifts for you. And I, I love that this man realizes it. Because he says, he saw that he was healed and he came back praising God in a loud voice and he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He threw himself at Jesus' feet because he understood that this, this faith act led to his cleansing and it was a gift that came from God. So he ran back. He was the only one who came back to the man who gave him this gift. And I, and I wonder what that would do for our lives. I love this experience at the end of this story. And we're going to talk about this in a moment. This is where the conversation starts. This is kind of the intro for you guys. Is that The third thing is that a lifestyle of thankfulness is a lifestyle of wellness. What does that mean? Right here at the end of the story, he says, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Faith was what initiated this man's cleansing, walking away. You can imagine walking away, going to the priest, on his way to the priest to say, man, am I healed? And his skin starts turning. He starts feeling different. He's got a different energy. He's got a different, a different mindset, a different structure. Everything that he once knew is changed as a result of faith. His body goes from sick to healthy. And all he does is he's, 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 he becomes very thankful. And Jesus says, rise and go, for your faith has made you well. His response of faith made him well. I'm curious, for us who may be feeling shame, who may be feeling bitterness, who, who may be feeling distress, maybe our faith has been shaken a little bit. There's things going on the last two years, right? COVID hit. Things have not been the same. Our school looks different. Our friendships look different. Our friendship was on FaceTime for a long time, right? How many of us couldn't go do things because our parents wouldn't allow us to? And little by little, things start coming back to normal. But faith and wellness, it dictates our day. We're supposed to believe for good. It's what draws us to hope. It's what brings out the goodness in our hearts. 
It's faith that allows us to go to the places that we dream for. And it's a posture of thankfulness. It's a lifestyle of thankfulness. Even when we don't uh, uh, have exactly what we want. It starts with being thankful in a difficult circumstance. Whether good or bad, we're, we're living a lifestyle of thankfulness. Being thankful in the work of God's goodness. That he's there, he's moving, that we don't have to do this alone. And it's living a lifestyle of thankfulness that gives us a lifestyle of wellness. And so we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this for a moment. So um, we're going to ask different questions and allow you guys to think about thankfulness. And so what I'm going to encourage us to do is to reach out to somebody. I want you to ask God the question right now. What is something that I can be thankful for? And I'll tell you what this is going to do. Because it's what it's been doing in my heart. I'll tell you guys, sometimes when I leave youth, it's challenging. I ask myself, did anything happen? But when I'm driving home and I thank God for every single moment of the day, it helps me be in awe of who he is, in awe of what he's doing. And I just become so more driven and so more faith-filled because of that response of thanksgiving to him. So I encourage you to think of that. We're going we're gonna to go into the, the conversation aspect of this right now. Thanks again for tuning in to today's episode. To get more information about Central Youth, head over to centralsj.org. Click the Connect button and check out the Youth page.